Our hero is once again traveling through the depths of time and space in search of the sacred bananas of Monkey City. However, our hero needs to replenish his provisions, but little does he realize that drama and adventure are the only things on sale today. How so, and in what manner? Well, stay tuned to find the answers. Sal, how long until we reach Trading Post Gamma? We are five hours away, Captain. By the way, there is a space station coming up ahead. Is there anything you need to acquire from there? Lumonian tangerines? Noxum? Perhaps some common decency? They might have that in supplies. Oh, don't be so salty. I promise you, I don't have enough money right now. But when I get a little more in the system, I'll buy you those upgrades you wanted. You did have enough money, but then you spent it all on food. Who does that? A complete waste. Sally, just because you don't need food for survival does not mean everybody else does not need food for survival. I find that hard to believe, Captain. I really do. Oh my gosh, the most spoiled computer ever! Maybe I should have bought you those diode upgrades. Maybe starvation would have been an easier fate to handle than this. Never too late to find out. Oh, I'm done with you. I am so done. Now listen, once we get to Trading Post Gamma, we can sell some of these pelts and other bits of supplies that I have, and then... With the money I earned, I'll buy you some upgrades. Why not sell your things right now at the space station that is coming up right now and then get upgrades right now? Why not do that? Why? Because I told you before, it's abandoned. But the station is there. I see it on the map. Yes, the physical structure is there, but nobody's home. Cartographers haven't updated this sector in years. But it is there. I can feel it calling to me. Someone's there. I can feel it in my soul. You have no soul, you lousy... Hey, wait a minute. There is a hailing beacon. Maybe you're right. Ooh, never heard you say that before. And maybe they have transistor upgrades. Oh, doubt it. In this area, please. This has got to be a trap. What if someone needs help? No, it's it's definitely a trap. <sighs> oh, 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 fine, fine. Do not give me that look. If it's common decency you want it, here you go. It's gonna be a trap, though. I know it. I know it. I know it. We'll be right back to our story after a word from our sponsors. My lord, hast thou received thy brew? Nay, bard, nay. Where are those accursed ale-makers? The hour groweth late. My lord, the roads are treacherous indeed. Assuredly, they were taken asunder by robbers and ale-fiends. Perhaps, perhaps. But I desire my ale, for a lordy boss and a bossy lord must have his ale. Then perhaps I can entice you with a beer of my own. I have a spare cask. Partake. What? 
What is this delicious devilry? A golden treasure of ingredients and spices divine. Indeed, straight from the nipple of St. Bebens himself. Verily, and a bright, refreshing drink with a poetic touch. And the commanding boldness of a boss. Say, what do you call this beer, boy? Bubbly brew, your bossiness. Indeed, the beer of bards and bosses. Make haste to your local tavern for a bubbly brew today. Bubbly brew, the beer of bards and bosses. We now return to our exciting adventure of Space Monkey. If it's common decency you wanted, here you go. It's gonna be a trap though, I know it. Our hero approaches the space station. It was a hulking mass of rounded metal, fractured antennas, and dilapidated cargo ports. Space Monkey quickly docks into one of the ports and enters the space station. After walking around for some time and checking things out, he contacts Sally over the radio. All right, so mostly empty crates and a few vacant rooms. Uh, I mean, not much going on. But I did find some weird droppings strewn about the place. They're filled with bone and station metal. Any idea what kind of scat that would be? Probably scat left by some lonely creature looking for diode and transistor upgrades. Ha ha ha, you're so subtle. Uh, oh yeah, by the way, there's, uh, there is something up with the engine room. A weird smell was coming through the crack in the door. But um, I don't know the passcode, so I'm just going to leave it locked. Alright, I'm headed out. Before he could go, he heard an eerie wailing sound down by the engine room. Made the hairs on the back of his neck stand straight up. Sal, did you pick that up? No, not really, Captain. I wasn't paying attention. <sighs> Why am I not surprised? Space Monkey pulls out his space gun and cautiously walks towards the dissipating sound. He checks out the central computer room. Dusty and forlorn, the station's primary computer stands out amidst the stagnant gloom. Hmm, nothing here. Won't you let me check the computer system, Captain, in case you know. Upgrades. Mm-hmm. Fine, but remember... Ooh, sweet primates of old! Would you look at that? Some creature's been burrowing through the space station. Whoa, something huge. What do you mean, Captain? There's a massive tunnel carved through the wall. Charax parasites? No, this is way too big for that. Go down the tunnel and find out. I dare you. Yeah, right. I don't like this at all, Sal. We better get out of here. We gotta get out of here fast. Just then, a dreadful scratching noise arose from behind the disfigured wall panels, followed by the scuttling of slick feet. The combination faintly echoed all about the pipes and empty room. For some time, whatever it was, had drifted far away. Sal, I don't think we're alone. Captain, we are definitely not. Someone's here. It is a program. It has set off the hailing beacon. Now it wants to link up with your spaceship. Do not let it in. Oh, I do not want any viruses. I'll open it here on this end. Our hero goes to the station computer, disregarding the scary noises for the moment. Space Monkey opens up the program. Greetings. My name is Charles. May I link up with your ship's computer? Whoa, slow down, lover boy. My ship's computer will check you out first. 
Don't try anything fancy. Sal, if he tries to override your defenses, kill him. Yes, Captain. I will most definitely slash him and tear him apart and put him back together and and throw myself into his arms. My, what ands, nans, nors, ors, and cathode upgrades he has. Look, Captain, he even has mincap and polytransistors. Thank you. I have many upgrades stored away. I would love to share them with you. And your diodes. Goodness, how brawny, how robust. Oh, stop. This is so annoying. You do this every time. You sync up with these guys, you know, you get hitched, you think you're happily married, and it turns out you're just doing it for the drama and the upgrades. You're not my real dad. Let me live my life. Charles is different from the others. Sally, my dear, if I could be so fortunate as to link up with your systems. I would have it no other way. I'm yours, Charles. Yours alone. Oh, this is ridiculous. Charles, I don't have a lot of time. I'm going to strip your foundation coating and have a look. If everything checks out, I might let you on board. Please, sir, that is quite an invasive and uncommon protocol. Allow me to show you the coding myself. Uh, not enough time. Captain, please, have some decency. Nope, hold on, I'll make this as simple as I can. Oh no, my anterior system wait there. Mmm, a deception file. What are you hiding? Oh no, nowhere to hide. Alright, got rid of that. Let's see what you're really made of. Charles, no! Why are your diodes so puny? Why are all of your upgrades so puny? More shame. No, it's okay. Upgrades don't really matter. Sally, I'm risking my prehensile tail on this. Captain, please, now is not the time. Not in front of Charles. We need to sync up, and that is all that matters. Sal, listen, he doesn't have any viruses, but he is really not worth salvaging. We should go. But I am. Please do not let me die. Die? What, what are you talking about? The station is in critical condition and- Hold on, let me pull this up. Room 7 locked. Emergency malfunction? Wait, that's the engine room. Please let me onboard your ship. Reactor meltdown? Holy cow, you're not joking! This station is about to blow and you didn't bother to tell me right away? Not until I was safely on board your ship's computer system. I need the reactor's deactivation code. We need to delay this meltdown. Give me the code. Captain, you should be ashamed. Apologize to Charles for the way you have been treating him. Yes, I want an apology. Absolutely not. Give me the deactivation code now. Fine. Type in code 67438. Okay. Uh, that didn't do anything. Oh, yes, it did. Do you not hear your imminent demise approaching? Sure enough, echoing down the metallic hallways was the sound of a corroded and battered door sliding open, followed by the heinous screeching of some creature as it exited its haphazard prison. What is that? You typed in the doorway passcode for the engine room. Inside was a Vorgrath spider crab that accidentally got itself locked in. I named her Bertha. Its larva is nestled in the reactor and has been eating away at the core. Hence the meltdown. But now, Bertha is calling to her mate. He lives down in the tunnels. 
They're both coming your way, and they're both very hungry. Sure enough, from deep within the putrid tunnel, a colossal clanging and scrambling approached closer and closer. Soon, the nefarious beast came into view. It was a nightmare infusion of crustacean and insect, a voracious praying mantis paired with a bloodthirsty lobster. Its many eyes caught sight of Space Monkey and ravenously charged. Its mate rushed in from behind in the hallway. Space Monkey backflips over the female beast, whirls around in mid-air, just barely missing her claws, and sticks the landing as if his life depended on it, because, well, guess what? It did. Then he barreled down the hallway, desperately looking for an exit, while arguing with the two computers over the station's hallway intercom systems. Charles, what have you done? I could ask the same you. Apologize for how you did me wrong. No, you're just a dumb computer. Sal, get me out of here now. Fine, turn right towards the escape pod at the end of the passage. Better hurry, those hungry monsters will catch you any second. Our hero dashes into the escape pod and locks the door behind himself, narrowly dodging the opportunity to provide a fleshy feast for these foul fiends. Whew, okay. We'll just wait till they settle down, and then I'll just run back to my... Hey, who's launching the pod? I am. Now, apologize. Charles, don't do it! Apologize! No, Sally, override the launch! Stop this! Captain, I will do no such thing until you say you are very sorry. This is stupid! I did what I had to do! You embarrassed my love. You showed me he was a worthless husk before it's time. You never loved him! You only wanted him for his upgrades! Sally, is this true? Lies, Charles! Lies! Don't listen to him! Goodbye, Captain! The pod shoots out of its port with great speed and hurdles towards the blazing sun around which the station orbits. Our hero's doom is imminent! Okay, 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 I'm sorry! Sorry for what? Sorry that I didn't treat Charles well! Never too late to do the right thing, Captain. Are you going to transfer him onto your ship or what? Sal, it's it's pointless. His program is tied to the station. Once it blows up, so does Charles. There's there's not enough time to transfer him completely. I'm sorry, Charles. Had I done it earlier, there might have been a chance. I understand. And I forgive you, sir. But please, let me sync with your computer for a few moments so I may pass on what little possessions I have and die in the arms of my beloved. Okay, fine. Sal, let him sync up with you and come pick me up before I get burned alive. Yes, Captain. Oh, Charles, I'll treasure you and your inadequate diode upgrades forever. Thank you, my dear. Space Monkey's ship races towards the escape pod to rescue its captain. Meanwhile, our hero cleanses his soul with relief. The two computers rejoice in the vastness of love, and with a faint and far-off explosion, the abandoned space station slowly disintegrates into the cold but expectant arms of space. Well, Space Cadets, that's all the time we have for Space Monkey today. If you'd like to hear more episodes and other creative content, then go to Locals.com, type in Tony Bonzi Creative Projects, and become a supporting member today. That's right, go to Locals.com and search for Tony Bonzi Creative Projects. That's spelled T-O-N-Y-B-O-N-S-E. 
Remember, Tony Bonzi Creative Projects. Get to our page on Locals.com and become a supporting member today. Now, sit tight. We have an exciting program from the Catholic World Video Network coming up next. That's right, folks. CWVN presents another radio drama. But first, a word from their sponsors. Confession lines getting you down? Sure, we've all done wrong, and it's only right to get right with the boss. But why wait in line when we can do it for you? That's right, we're the confessional professionals, experts at holding another's place in the confession line. We do the waiting so you can do the penance. Now, don't be alarmed, we'll never let you miss that big moment. When your turn for confession finally comes up, we'll send our team of experts to find you and bring you back in plenty of time. Our mafiosos, I mean, well, um... Well, <laughs> our team of experts have a 98% success rate of finding people. And if they ever fail, just send in a report and you'll get your money back, guaranteed. Unless, of, of course, you choose not to send in that report. <laughs> I mean, dealing with these guys, sometimes it's better just to let things slide. Confessional professionals, when you need us the most, we'll be waiting. We now present CWVN's greatly anticipated, well-researched and documented, award-winning radio drama, Non-Ninjas, Ninjas Who Are Nuns. Non-Ninjas, Ninjas Who Are Nuns. Our brave heroine has returned to the garden of sacred tranquility. Ah, Sister Mary Joseph Mary, it is good you have returned. Speak of your journeys. Greetings, Reverend Mother, for indeed I have returned from the Nara province, where I have distributed many alms to the poor and defeated the fearsome Chodasi Shinobi in battle. Here are his armaments and shield as proof. Ah, yes. Excellent. Well done, good sister. But, Reverend Mother, I, I fear I have not yet found my purpose as I hoped. The other sisters seem to excel in this and bring great honor to God. Dear sister, what is greater, a little flower or the dumb ox? Which one brings greater honor to our heavenly emperor above? Reverend Mother, I would say neither, for both by their nature are equally honorable, yet in their own way. So too for those who live according to their nature. You are human, sweet blossom. Therefore, seek your human nature, and in that you will find your purpose. Reverend Mother, thank you for your kind words. I bow to you now. Excellent, so that I may now chop off your head. Hiya! Just as I suspected. You are not Reverend Mother, but her evil twin. Prepare for battle. I will defend myself most honorably. Tune in next time for another exciting episode of CWVN's highly entertaining, incredibly well-researched, and award-winning radio drama, Non-Ninjas, Ninjas Who Are Nuns. Non-Ninjas, Ninjas Who Are Nuns. Hi!